Hey everyone, welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstill. And I'm Emerson Wimsewick. So this week, Hannah could not join us due to, um, she used to go to a funeral, actually. She didn't tell us who it was for, but like, yeah, so that's sad. Um, but anyway, so some quick things before we get started. First of all, the results of our poll, now that we've like started doing these results. So, um, so I think episode 31. Um, we asked out of Tiana Mulan and Flynn Rider, because those were favorite like Disney characters, who is the most interesting character? So in third place was Tiana, which was Hannah's pick. Um, then in second place was Flynn Rider, which was my pick. And in first place was Mulan. Uh, yay, Emerson. Yay. Okay, like Mulan's cool too, though. So I'm She's not very her. bad tush. Yes. <laughs> They're all pretty cool. Like, you can't really yeah. get wrong. Um, anyway, so the voting, like, if you're listening, yeah. The voting's going to stay open. So, like, listeners from the future who are hearing about us in, like, 2030, um, you'll be fine. Because I think I said it for, like, 100 years. So, either, oh. yeah. So, it's going to be open for a really long time. I have no <laughs> idea what I was doing. I just, like, kept clicking forward and forward and forward until it wouldn't let me go forward anymore. So, yeah. Um, also, this is sort of, I didn't, like, tell you guys this, but so, um, we're testing this one other feature for, like, audience interaction, because we're trying to get that up. Um, hope you, we can post, like, open-ended questions, and then people, like, tech, like, type in their responses, and they all go to us, and then our favorites we can pin, and, like, we'll also read aloud on the podcast. So, we did this, I think, for that same episode, um, yeah, episode 31. And we got a response. So I think we're just going to sort of do those less like we'll try to do a poll weekly, but these we'll just like do if it like. Um, but so yeah. and then we'll read responses on the episode. So I encourage you guys to just type in something. Um. Anyway, so the question was, if you were an Olympic sport, what would you be and why? Um. I think I said, what did I say? I said biathlon. What did you say, Emerson? said rhythmic gymnastics i think oh yeah oh yeah you did and so we got um i would be water polo because it combines two of my favorite things swimming and pushing annoying boys into the pool or i would be show jumping Mm -hmm. because i love riding those are both very valid um pushing annoying boys into the pool is like one of my hobbies (laughs) um i mean like the things okay so i swim and like you're not supposed to push people in the pool Because then you get in trouble for it because, like, in case they, like, hit their head on the bottom and die. So you're not supposed to. But, like, I do it. Like, I imagine pushing people in all the time in my head. Because I'm like, just shut up. Just stop. Push. Yeah, just, like, go in the water and be quiet. So, yeah. um, And then also. I don't know. Is that a winter Olympic? That's a summer Olympic sport, right? That's a summer Olympic, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've never, like, really watched show jumping or like any of the horse stuff but like that's interesting yeah oh my god and i watched water polo i love to watch water polo we played water polo with my swim team and it was really i'm really really bad at it because i'm short and so like i just like my arms are not long enough either to like catch the ball and hit the ball so that was not good but i enjoyed myself because it also meant that it was just it was more fun than swimming so yeah also, so we're going to be reading chapters five and six of Mocking Jay today. 
we will let you guys i will let you guys know as soon as possible because you know mockingjay the movie is split into two parts so we have to figure out what chapter we're going to stop at to line up with the movie so i have to rewatch the movie and then figure out where we should stop so hopefully i'll let you guys know by next episode at the latest the episode after that so episode 35 we'll definitely know by then and if we don't you guys can send us hate mail i don't care um but what was i gonna say i don't know but anyway so that's something we have to think about because it's actually like gonna come sooner than you think because, like, there's only 27 chapters. So if you split 27 in, like, half, what is that? That's 10. That's, like, 14 chapters. Right? Yeah. Right. So, sure. like, we're already on chapter 6. 6, 12. So we're, like, almost half. Sorry, I cannot do math right. So we're, like, almost halfway with a quarter of the... Wait. We're... I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Figure it out later when your brain is yeah when it's not, not tired from school. Yep, but anyway, also the other thing is so we usually do a little segment after or in between we discuss the chapters. This week we weren't doing that because I wrote these notes at like ten o'clock at night, mm-hmm. um, and so like I my brain was not in the space to like think of something. So we're also just sort of running out of ideas, and we're not sure what you the listeners are like interested in us doing talking about we've sort of done a lot of quizzes we're kind of running out of those to take we discuss like what other random we just did a bunch of random stuff because we've had a lot of episodes but anyway i think next week we're going to do one related to um the soundtrack of catching fire and the hunger games but um if you guys have any like things that you would want us to like talk about like mini segments like please just like email us like we would love to hear what you guys think like obviously I'm doing this I'm doing this partially for myself because I love the series so much but like we're also doing this for you guys because like you know so sure yeah Emerson (laughs) it's okay my brain's like totally kaput (laughs) those men yeah but yeah so just if you have any ideas like oh like we want them to talk about like I don't know. I don't know. You know, just if you guys have an idea like, ooh, this is something interesting that we want you guys to discuss, like, please send it in. And, like, maybe it's, like, we discussed it way at the beginning of the book, but now you want us to, like, do it again now that we, like, met all these new characters. Like, please send it in because I don't have the memory to remember what we talked about in episode one. Like, I'm sorry, but I have no idea. So, yeah, we don't have that today, but... Hopefully we'll have some stuff next week that, yeah. All right. Also, for those of you who celebrate a holiday around this time, happy holidays. Yeah, we took off break for a long time. But now this is going to be a really long stretch. So, and then in March, it'll be like our one year anniversary. Okay, but now we're going to start. Now we're going to start. I'm focused. All right. Chapter six. Katniss is very upset to hear. Wait. Nope. That's the wrong. Sorry. <laughs> chapter, chapter, chapter five. Chapter five. Okay, now I have to zoom in. Chapter five. Katniss thinks about coin speech as the prep team beautifies her. They are still pretty shook from the incident and aren't their happy selves. She walks with them to the cafeteria and they sit with some of her friends from the scene. She thinks back to an argument she had with Gail the previous night about President Coin. Then they both walk down to the armory to see Beatty. He gives Katniss the bow he has designed for her, which is super fancy. 
Then they go to the place where they will be making the propose, like the film set. Katniss delivers the first line, and then she hears Hamish on the intercom saying it's terrible. So, <laughs> such a Hamishy thing to do. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is Katniss's thing. Her whole life, she's been sort of manipulated, and I feel like this is very, very true. Um, and like it's a really long list when she's just like listing it. Like, wow. Um, and she's manipulated a lot, which is really interesting, I think, because that she she's like the main character. So like you'd think that she would be like the one character that's like not getting manipulated, but like no, I feel like because she's the main character, she's manipulated way more. So I don't know, it's just sort of like an eye opener that like wow, like even though Candace is like, oh like I'm so like free and I make my own decisions, but like a lot of the time there's some sort of adult like overarching person that's trying to you know sort of like control her so yeah I also think control just in general is a big theme in this book and it's actually when we read the ballad of songbirds and snakes control is like a huge theme in that so yeah but Emerson you have anything to say about um I don't know I don't I think you pretty much covered it (laughs) yeah um, all right. So then the prep team is, like, not acting like themselves. And it makes me really sad because, like, before then, they were such, like, bright people. And, like, even though their views were a little convoluted, they were still so sweet and innocent. So it's, like, depressing to see them all sad. You know? They're just happy. And now they're not. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, one of those things where you're, like, oh... It's like a character development that is bad. You know, you want character developments to be good, but like this is not a good character development. This is like a not oh, a character okay. development, a character setback, more like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know if setback is the right word, but sort of, sort of. Like they're just yeah. sort of less, less good than they were before, or less good. I don't know. Less themselves. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get what I mean. They're yeah, suffering yeah. from like a lot of. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder (laughs) yes all right so Katniss has this big scar on um the side is it on her arm right yeah it's on like her I don't know what this arm thing is called whatever it's on her arm yeah is that your forearm I have no idea I don't think below your elbow yeah from your wrist to your elbow yeah somewhere in there I think um, but, like, this scar sounds really g- gross. They say it's, like, lumpy and it has, like, it's all jagged. And, like, I've never really had a big scar before. That's what the scar on my elbow looks like. Oh, okay. Please From tell us about in Sophia's driveway. Interesting. They were Please. literally redoing. Okay. So, yeah, I, was tell bringing, I was bringing them a gift um, for Sophia um, and her mom. Was Ooh, what, was, what was the gift? It was... I think it was like, I don't know exactly, but I I remember that there was alcohol for Sophia's mom. <laughs> All right. Um. And they were actually like in the middle of redoing their driveway. Okay. Um. And. So. Yeah, they were in the middle of redoing their driveway because it was like super like. It was like a not great driveway like it was very uneven and like there was a lot of um 
cracks in it and stuff like that. And it was like, it, yeah, it was really bad. And so then they, they were redoing it. I was bringing them a gift and then I tripped and fell like as they're <laughs> redoing oh it to make it so that there's less cracks and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then I like, stood up and I was like or I sat up and I was like I'm fine I'm fine it's like not a big deal because at first I thought it was like just a scratch like yeah but then in you know Sophia's mom being a nurse was like no we have to take it you we have to take you inside and clean it off so uh they helped me like clean it off and like it wasn't until like like it was under like running water that I realized, oh, this is really bad. And it's like bleeding and oozing and all that gross stuff. And then, which was really, really bad because then I was, I think we were just like dropping it off on the way to like my violin lesson or something. So, you know, and it wasn't just like, it wasn't just the one spot that stung. It was like my entire arm kind of like tingled because Mm -hmm. it was was just so damaged and then the worst part about it was I had the next like a couple days later I was supposed to go to music camp Uh and like so it was really hard to play violin with like your entire arm like numb and tingly oh that's (laughs) terrible yeah it was it was bad and the scar is still there and it looks disgusting and Sophia's jealous <laughs> I am I've never like I'm a very cautious I was a very am I do should I still refer to myself as a child whatever sure I mean okay, whatever I'm a I'm a very cautious person we'll go with that and so like my whole childhood was like me being like I'm okay like I don't want to climb the tree like I'll stay on the ground and like playing the leaves you know like I was just pretty chill like I've never broken a bone before so like I didn't do that kind of like I don't know I just like didn't injure myself so that probably means that like my bones are super weak or something but anyway that is a great scar story Emerson I was kind of hoping that you'd have one because like I don't have any and yeah I have I have another scar on my chin but it was from like a long time ago so it doesn't look it doesn't it doesn't Mm. nice yeah my brother has a scar on his nose from when he like face planted (laughs) so like yeah um but anyway listeners i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna make if you guys have a scar story that you want to tell us about i think that'll be a question of the week is that good emerson Mm -hmm. sure so i'm gonna post that you guys have scar stories tell us what they are because like i'm i don't know I just, this is interesting for me to hear about. Uh, let me write this down. Scar stories. Question. So that I don't forget. Okay. So, all right. So now there's like this really mm. heartwarming. Sorry, oh. wait. You should yes. also write down um, to ask about, um, I don't know if this is going to be like the open-ended question or whatever, or if you're just going to tell people to email, but ask about what sh- what we should do ah yes or... yes 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 okay email is capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com and that should be an email and i think so yeah yeah 
Also, if you listen on Spotify, all of this stuff is on Spotify. So if you're an Apple Apple podcast listener, it's on Spotify. Also, now there's a new thing on Spotify, Spotify where you can rate us. So please rate us. But don't give us a bad rating. Yeah, don't give if you're gonna give us a bad rating, just don't listen. Like sorry. Or tell us why. Yeah. Like, like not and then give us stupid. a good rating. Yeah. Don't tell us a bad rating because like I actually there's no reason that you would give us a bad rating because we're amazing. So all right. So anyway, there's this great scene where um Katniss takes Vivia Venia Flavius and Octavia over to like the table with all the people from the scene and like they all try to include them. And it's so sweet because they're, like, acting normal but also, like, welcoming and, like, trying to make conversation and not, like, I love this scene so much. And it's just sort of, like, oh, like, it's nice that they still sort of don't hold that big of a grudge. And they're, like, we, like, for we not necessarily forgive you but, like, we accept you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like it. And then we have a recipe alert. This is the only one for this episode. Recipe alert, page 76. Greasy says fish and okra stew. The sliminess of this stew symbolizes Katniss's feelings regarding being used as President Coin's mockingjay. While Katniss realizes the necessity of the symbol, she certainly doesn't trust the rebellion. This recipe offers tips on how to rid your stew of this slimy problem while still serving up a delicious and spicy meal. So do you think that the stew is slimy or not? I do not think that the stew is slimy. I think that the ingredients used in the stew are slimy. Okay, because, like, that was a really confusing description. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell what part was metaphor and part was, like, describing the stew. Yeah. Alright, well, would you eat this? Oh, it has fish, so you can't. Yeah, no thanks. What is okra? I don't know. You should look it up. Okay, I'm going to look it up. I was about to. Okra. Searching, searching. Okay. Okra or okro, known in many English-speaking countries as lady fingers or okro. Oh, interesting. That's like a sweet food, not it's, like a stew food. Yeah, I guess so. It's a flowering plant in the mallow family. It is valued for its edible green seed pods. Because isn't mallow used to make marshmallows? Probably. <laughs> um, with it's in it has west african ethiopian and south asian origins interesting freezing preheat oven to 300 degrees then begin we're not going to read that fertilizer nope vitamin oh here okay in one cup there's 33 calories it has a lot of fiber it is 12% of your daily fiber 38% of your daily vitamin c 10% of your vitamin B6, 14% of your magnesium. I'm not reading all of that, but it seems to be pretty healthy. I've never, like, seen this at the grocery store. It's but... probably not, like, a typical thing that you get at the grocery yeah. store. Maybe it's, like, one of those things that you buy at, like, special, special grocery stores. Grocery store. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. That was Okra, guys. Um, Where am I? All right. So there's like another scene that's sort of like built into the scene where they're at the um at the table. <sighs> so where Posey, this is like this these two chapters had a lot of really good quotes. So I had like a really hard time picking what weekly quote we should do. So I basically just mentioned in this episode all the ones that we didn't do. Just like 
as the runners up. So this one, um, and sadly the scene is not in the movie, but it's the one where Posey like is really nice to Octavia. And it's so, um, basically it's like where, uh, what is it? Oh, like Posey's like, why are you green or whatever? And Octavia's like, it's supposed to be pretty like makeup or like lipstick. And then, and then Posey says, I think you'd be pretty in any color. And literally the sweetest thing. That is so nice. Literally, like she's like a small girl too. Like it's so sweet. I think you'd be pretty in any color. I love it so much. I like want it on a t-shirt. I love it. So that was one of the ones that almost was our one, but it's not. Yeah. Oh, and it's not in the movies, which makes me sad because then I can't like watch the video over and over because I would. But so then you should make it yourself. You should dress <laughs> up as Posey. Have one of your friends paint their skin green. Will you paint your skin green for me, Emerson? Actually, like, who's I don't know, whatever. We can whatever. This is a plan for later. If anyone wants to submit a video of them recreating this scene for me, you will be my new best friend. Like, sorry, Emerson, but <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. All right. So this argument with Gail, Katniss has like a flashback to it. And it makes it sound like Gail is really more on Coin's side um, rather than Katniss's. And he's like, oh, like Coin is just doing what's best for the revolution and Bobbity Blue. Um, and it like, and that she has a lot of influence over him, which really isn't good because Katniss like needs to be able to rely on Gail and like she needs to be able to trust him. And he's sort of giving off like not necessarily traitor vibes, but more like you're no longer like the only person that I like listen to you know he's definitely suspicious yeah he's acting suspiciously and he's like not acting fully like oh I'm Katniss's friend like it seems like he has his own motives as well yeah yeah all right so then we get to go visit BD and there's this beautiful room that's filled with all these hummingbirds and it's like a little meadow inside like a giant metal bunker and this room sounds so pretty I also I love hummingbirds like my favorite animal sort of changes day to day, but when I was reading this chapter, like it made my favorite animal for that day be hummingbirds. Um, we have a feeder that sits outside our dining room window, and occasionally, like over the summer, some will show up, and they're so fast, so you have to be so quick to see them. But like, yeah, actually, fun fact about hummingbirds: their wings don't move up and down; they move in a figure eight, and that's how they go so fast. And that's also why they're one of the only birds who can that can fly backwards interesting you know where i learned that where wild crats <laughs> oh my god i love that i yeah. love wild crats i'm trying to think how that would like work i feel like that's a lot of effort. i can't do it <laughs> make my arms go and figure out maybe like the new thing should be like because you know people are always trying to invent wings to like fly yeah maybe they should like start doing them in a figure eight pattern instead of an up and down pattern Hmm. and then maybe it would work anyway so now there's just like a quick quick like um reference where gail and bd are talking about like how would you trap a hummingbird because like they were talking about like oh katniss you probably can't shoot them and so gail was like oh like i build this trap lottery blue use like the prey's natural instincts against them and so this is just like sort of has a lot of foreshadowing for the future um and he seems so like eager to kill like be like ooh, like i'm just gonna do this like with no real thought about like the prey or like the fact that you don't like why would you want to capture a hummingbird like literally 
like you're not going to get any protein from them so so it's like I just don't think it's healthy like I feel like he has all this vengeance or like fire against the capital inside of him that he like wants to like kill a bunch of people but like I don't think he realizes like the mental consequences of that so yeah yeah all right also Candace is complaining about the security in district 13 and about how like strict it is and like all these fingerprint thingy bobbers and like I don't think it's that big of a deal because like if someone in district 13 turned out to like be bad and then they got their hands on like all of those weapons like there'd be a huge problem so I'm like why not guard the weapons I feel like that just seems smart yeah I I think that like with a operation this delicate it would be good to have a lot of precautions exactly like it's it's better safe than sorry basically i guess you just lose like three minutes which is i guess a good explanation for like why coin is just so forceful it's because like this is a very very like fragile operation like one one like one thing goes wrong like that's basically it like you can't (laughs) Like, the whole thing goes up in flames, basically. Basically. Love the flames reference, because it's, like, sort of, like, catching fire. Uh Uh-huh. It's pretty Uh cool. Anyway. You too, um, about the fire in, you know. You also made a flame reference. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, oh, with a gale burning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, with a flame inside of Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I did not do that. Uh (laughs) Um. Anyway, so we get to Gale and Katniss each get their own like bow and arrows. And Gale's is like super tricked out and it's like full of like scopes and special thingy bobbers. Um and then Katniss's is like simple, but it's like sort of magic. And I think it sort of shows the contrast between the two characters and like how Gale's more like war, like raw, like I'm just gonna defeat them with brute strength, while Katniss is more like, I'm gonna like think this out, I'm not gonna rush it, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was sort of interesting. Also, like, Gale makes another really creepy, like, thing where he says, like, Katniss, they, like, look at Gale's bow and it, like, has all this stuff on it. And then Katniss is like, that doesn't seem very fair to the deer. And Gale's like, I won't be shooting deer, will I? Because it's like he's shooting humans. Yeah, that is very creepy. Like, um, okay. So that, I just feel like Gale's, Gale's sort of, like. He's become. He's maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe he hasn't be. Maybe he was just always dark, and now he has like a way to channel it. And yeah, kind of like now he has the weapons that he needs to like act on all of his anger. All right, so Katniss's bow is like super nice. It like is voice activated. It like sort of like knows her. I'm not quite sure like how it works, but it's cool. And you know, it's the future so yeah like it can just do whatever it wants i guess but yeah it's cool and i think that it she'll use it a lot definitely so um all right so now they go to the place where they're going to be recording these um propaganda thingamabobbers um and all so like they make katniss all fancy looking and they put a bunch of makeup on her and like they like First, they, like, make her pretty, and then they make her bruised again, but, like, pretty bruised. It's, like, a whole thing. But anyway, like... You know, like, the thing that they just do in movies always where, you know, if someone, you know, gets 
uh, punched in the face or like if someone's been fighting for a long time, their hair is like messy, but in a sexy way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or like her braid is like slightly undone, but like in a pretty like, oh, like this is just my casual. I woke up in woke up like this. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like that. And it's like, oh, like that's obviously fake. Like if I was being punched by people, like I would not look like that. So yeah, and it like seems cool. And I guess it's sort of like a commentary on like, yeah, like what you said, how it's not really real. But like, again, it's just like, it's not Katniss. And I think it kind of ruins it because like the whole thing that inspires the people of Panem, like around Katniss is because she's like real like them and she's not like the capital. So, you know, it's sort of like, oh, like if you just dress her up all fancy, like then you're not doing anything. So yeah. All right. So we get another amazing quote. This one's from Finnick. It's not our quote of the day, but it's after he sees her all like fancy. And he says, they'll either want to kill you, kiss you, or be you. And again, I want this on a t-shirt because uh, it's so good. I can't remember if this one's in the movie or not. So, but I think it's just good. And it's nice to see Finnick is like slowly returning to his usual funny self. I love Finnick. All right. So now Katniss, the quote that she has to say for the television screen is, people of Penem, we fight, we dare to end our hunger for justice. And it just like seems really, really staged. You know, like who would ever say that? Yeah, it seems um stiff and like... <laughs> yeah. Like... And, <sighs> and I feel like they were trying to be funny because it's like hunger for justice and they're like all hungry, but like it's just not funny. It's just like, oh, like you're just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like a really, and of course, Hamish is like, that was terrible. Yeah. And then oh. he is, yeah. So then he go, he comes back in and he's like, and that, my friends, is how a revolution dies, um, which is really a great way to end the chapter. Like, I love that they just ended the chapter on like a high note because we've had so many chapters where it's like, oh no, like the prep team is being killed oh no, President Coyne is like gonna make Katniss do all this stuff and otherwise Peter will die. But here it's like, you suck at being an actress, Katniss. Which is also just (laughs) ironic because Jennifer Lawrence like wins an Oscar later. I don't know, it's like, you know, it's just ironic because it's like, Jennifer Lawrence is a great actor, so Jennifer Lawrence has to act to be a bad actress. (laughs) Like, it's a whole thing. So, yeah. But I think it's a really good way to end the chapter. And like, that chapter was good. It was very, like, it definitely moved the plot forward slightly. Um, and I think it was nice. So it was good. Now on to chapter six, which I accidentally started reading the summary of before. So Katniss is a very upset to hear Hamish's voice. So she leaves the studio. The next morning, he calls a meeting. They decide that Katniss will perform best out in battle, unscripted. So they decide that they're going to send her to District 8 for a day to help with the fighting. Afterwards, after the meeting, she and Hamish make up and agree to try to be friends again and try to save Peta. As they're leaving, Finnick shows up and is upset he can't come, but Katniss makes him feel better. On the ride there, Plutarch explains their plan to win the war. Right before they get to 8, he gives them all a nightlock pill that will kill them if they are captured. Hooray. So 
I think like you know Katniss like hears Hamish like that my friends is how revolution dies and then she just like leaves and like honestly I feel like I would do the same thing because like first of all you already don't like Hamish because he basically is like the reason that Peta might be dead and then the second thing is like now he's coming in here and being like you're bad at acting like uh no like sir I'm done with you so (laughs) I I would leave um but I don't know I feel like then it would also be awkward for her so I don't know but either way I feel like it was a pretty good pretty good reaction it seemed not like an overreaction yeah yeah and so then they have this big meeting and this meeting seems like really really productive actually like they have their fancy like whiteboard and they have their markers and like it seems very much like I just picture them in like a conference room and like I don't know it's just like, like a hotel conference room. yeah basically <laughs> they're like all sitting at tables and like shouting out ideas like it's just funny to me that they're like in the middle of this war and then here they're just like having this meeting like do so and I like that we get to hear all of these moments about like when Katniss inspired people because it's almost like it's sort of like a nice montage of Katniss's best moments and we get to like it's like a trip down memory lane where we get to like revisit all of those it's you like know, good... a book montage yeah sort of basically like let me read this one second. Um, I'm just going to read quickly all of the ones that it is. All right, blah, blah, blah. So um, when she volunteered to take Prim's, Prim's place at the reaping, um, when she sang the song when the little, while the little girl died, um, when she drugged Peta so she could go get him medicine and when she kissed him goodbye, um, when she took Ruan as an ally, extended her hand to chaff on interview night, tried to carry Meg's, um, when she held out the berries so yeah i was just like nice like do to do although they didn't really mention catching fire at all so well, well actually, i mean they did they didn't really mention the games though they didn't mention mention the quarter quell yeah it was mostly about like the 74th hunger games so well yeah but that's when she was kind of like introduced to the world as true, the true. figure of true, true. and stuff <laughs> Wait, Chaff died, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, 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 he did, because there were, like, three. It was him, it was Chaff, Joanna, and Anabaria left, and we only knew that two of them made it out, and it was Joanna and Anabaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that was just, like, a random thing. All right, and I think this idea for Katniss to go back into eight and, like, help with the fighting is a good idea, because, like, yeah. As I said previously, like, she's not making a difference here in 13, but out there she could, like, actually help people save people's lives. And, like, also, yeah, they're right. She performs better when she doesn't have a script and she can just be herself. So, yeah. So, I think that this is a really, like, this is a win-win situation. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. I'll be up in a couple, Miri. Um, are you there? Hello? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I was just waiting for your mom to... Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to start over from where I said. So, yeah, I think that this is really good. I think it's a win-win situation. So, like, yeah, I think that was a pretty productive meeting. All right, and then, okay, so he just, like, then right at the end of the meeting, there's just some, like, random guy. His name is Dalton. He's just, like, we don't ever hear from him again, but, like, he just says, like, oh, like, Katniss should wash her makeup off. Like, she looks like a model, like, and that's not how she should look like. That's something the Capitol would do. And, like, I definitely agree with him. Um, 
because like people want to be able to relate to her so he basically just said what i was thinking and then afterwards, Hooray, Hamish, and Katniss are friends again. Um, good for them. Like, this is good. Because I think they needed this. Because sort of, like, they want Peter to be alive and everything. But, like, they're not going to be able to help him if they're still fighting. Yeah. You know? Also, so, like, um, they're both, like, fairly prominent figures in the revolution. Yeah, so, like, so, like working like, together. There. Yeah, they can make a difference. Because, like, no one else really cares about Peter. Because, like, Gail is kind of happy that Peter's gone. So, like, you know. So mean. So she's like, it's kind of them. Like, Coin doesn't care. I mean, like, maybe Candace's mom cares. But, like, I don't even think she cares. Like, so. It's really just her and Hamish. Yeah. Anyway. Also, didn't her mom kind of, like, disapprove when she was, like. Yeah, she she just more, like, made the joke, like, Candace isn't ready for marriage yet. So. Yeah. All right. So. Um, there's this interaction with Finnick where he, like, comes up and he's mad, um, and he's like, why don't I get to go? Um, and then, like, Katniss is like, oh, like, I forgot your trident. Like, you have to go get your trident from Beatty. And then, like, the he transforms, and he becomes, like, the old funny guy that, like, we used to know. And she, because then Katniss is like, oh, like, you should also probably put some pants on, because he's wearing his hospital gown. And I, he just, like, takes off the hospital gown so he's only in his underwear and he's like why do you find this distracting <laughs> and I <laughs> I love Finnick so much I can't remember if this is in the movie or not I really think it is because oh I love Phoenix. <laughs> I love him so much oh my um, gosh like when Joanna like yeah like when she's when she's in the elevator and she strips and it's like sort of the same kind of humor but like yeah it's like it's just so funny <laughs> But I also just think it's nice that we get to, like, see how about his trident, like, transforms him and it sort of brings him back to himself. So, yeah. And then, um, all right. So Boggs is a character that we haven't really talked about in this episode yet, but he does sort of have his, like, random little moments that pop up. And it's nice to see that how... I love random little moments. What? What? I, uh, I said I love random little moments. Yes, random little moments are the best. But he did, he's, like, just short, like... Oh, Boggs is being nice to me, you know? And so, like, I like how we get to see her, him and Katniss's relationship, like, develop. And I think he actually is, like, a really sweet guy. She just sort of didn't trust him at first. Mm. And he actually gets the quote of the week. So we'll come back to that later. But, yeah, I love the quote of the week. Um, So, Fulvia, when they're on, like, the hovercraft or whatever, she's, like, she's like mad that Katniss didn't wash off the makeup so she's like oh like it's too bad that not everyone has a camera ready face like Gail because then and then she's like do you think he's handsome and then it's like that's so awkward because like Gail and Katniss have this whole like awkward history and then it's like oh like now you want me to answer if I if he's handsome or not um I think that Katniss should say should have said she should have said she should have yet she should have she oh my gosh i can speak totally (laughs) yeah you got it you got it (laughs) um yeah i think she should have said oh yeah i think he's cute you guys would be perfect together too so that way like (laughs) gail would be like (laughs) yeah to like deal with phobia now (laughs) yeah i i like that love that 
And then actually Boggs has a great comeback to this. That is our quote week of the week of the quote, quote of the week. Yeah. Week of the quote, quote of the week. Um, I am very sleep deprived. So yeah. Um, but he like really saves Katniss there. Cause she's just like, uh, so <laughs> it's great. And I'm, they finally on the hovercraft ride, they, Plutarch finally explains the war plan because like up until this point it has still been a little unclear so this is good he basically is like we're gonna slowly take over the districts one by one and then we'll take over the capital and then once we've taken over the capital then we're gonna they're basically gonna make a democracy and like each of the 12 districts will be like the or 13 I guess because 13 will be in it, are like gonna be basically like they'll each have their own representative and then they'll it'll be like a democracy so republic i don't know what you know where everyone has their own representative so um that's that's a democracy yeah so i think that getting rid of the districts um makes a lot of sense because it's basically just like laying siege to the capital where you're slowly just versus like once district 11 is gone like they don't have grain anymore like that's a big hit or like district four like then they lose all their fishing products like just even by slowly cutting off their food they like are just taking away Mm-hmm. all their stuff you know so i think it's a pretty good plan and then also do we think that going back to a democracy will work because this takes place in the old united states and obviously we have a democracy now and this is apocalyptic so um democracy failed and yeah so emerson do you think that this democracy will be a good solution um yes because um like the it's like the the people have of you know the district have struggled a lot and so i think that they would be willing to like you know try democracy because they know it will make their lives better sorry that's a Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we? What? But what? Okay, that makes sense. Okay, it sounds Plot delicious. Mac and cheese. Oh my god, I love that. Delicious. Anyway, I'm just gonna leave that in because whatever you were talking anyway. So, um, yeah, I think it'll work because like it gives the districts representation that they need. You know yeah so yeah all right so now plutarch gives katniss this pill and it's like a purple pill and it's like okay if you get get captured you're supposed to eat this pill so then they can't get any information out of you and like i really hope katniss doesn't have to use it because that would be terrible and then she would be dead well yeah i was i was actually gonna say that like she's the mockingjay are they also expecting her to eat the pill in case she gets captured yeah, well, I think so, because, like, I think they'd rather that she eat the pill than, like, A, like, have to get tortured, maybe survive that, but also, like, she knows so much because she's the Mockingjay, so, like, if they were able to, like, get information out of her, like, that could be so detrimental. Versus, like, if she dies, the revolution could still go on without her. Yeah, and, I mean, also, if she dies, if she takes a pill, or if she ends up getting captures, captured, yes, captured, then and takes the pill and dies then it would be seen as you know 
her sacrificing herself to the revolution. Yeah, basically. So it's like actually helps them more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think like obviously it sucks. And like, okay, spoiler alert for um, Divergent. Emerson, have you read the Divergent books? No. I think, Mom, have you read the Divergent books? Uh, uh, I read part of one of them. She read part of one of them. Interesting. Anyway, Emerson, if you're planning on reading them, close your ear holes. Okay. Okay, anyway, basically, because in the third Divergent book, the main character, Triss, passes away. And anyway, so, sorry. And so she passes away, and then it's, like, up until that point, I'd always thought, like, oh, like, main characters can't die but like then she died so like i now realize like no one is safe from death okay emerson you can unopen unclose your ear holes okay if you close them i don't know whatever spoiler is over but yeah so i hope katniss doesn't die also i would just like to say Peta is not talked about in any of these two chapters so sad. I mean, I'm sure Katniss is thinking about him. Okay, but like, but... she didn't mention him at all. It's like he's basically dead. What the heck? Um, like, why are they not? Maybe she's him? just trying to occupy her brain. Wow. Okay, fair enough. Oh no, like... technically, no, no, they do talk about Peter. Never mind. Because but the oh no, she talks about him with Hamish, but like, yep. but what about the previous chapter where she was shooting the commercials or whatever? Let me scroll back. I don't think she talks about Peta in that chapter. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, think... yeah, 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 yeah. Nope. Okay, so that one chapter, but in, she talks with Hamish in the other one, whatever. But like, we didn't really talk about him. So, Peta, we miss you. And is that it? Oh no, now we've got our quote. Okay, so this week's quote is from Boggs. Um, and it's in response to Phil- Fulvia Cardew's asking if Gail's handsome. And he says, well, don't expect us to be too impressed. We just saw Finnick O'Dare in his un- underwear. <laughs> and I I think this is just sort of, like, beautiful. Because it's, like, such a good comeback. Like, where it's like, oh, like, Gail, it's such, like, a perfect re- resolution, you know? Because it's like, oh, like, maybe Gail is still attractive. But, like, we're not, just not going to say that because Finnick O'Dare is also attractive. Like, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Um, Emerson, do you have anything to add about this quote? I um, like I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I probably should have gone upstairs, but I was eating food and drinking tea. That's okay. Um, yeah. So, I do have something to add. Um, All right. I just want to point out the fact. So, Box is a is a guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I would just like to impress out you, well, don't you expect us to be too impressed? Well, yeah, don't expect us to be too impressed. We just saw Nick O'Dare in his underwear. So, like, since Bogus is also a guy, and he's, like, saying we, it's like... What are you implying, Emerson? I'm implying that he's gay. That's what I'm implying. I think that that could definitely be. I love this um, fan theory. The one. Maybe not gay, just LGBTQ, because, you know. Yeah, yeah. there are other possibilities. Um, 
don't know. I think it does mention like he's a kid. So like that's the. I don't know like what how accepting they are in Pan Am and like there be a possibility for like adoption and you know all that. So let me find that. But I'm pretty sure it does mention that he is a kid. One moment. Do, do, do. Emerson, tell us exciting story. Okay. What did you do this weekend? This weekend, I, um, wait, okay, so, Saturday, wait, keep going, sorry, sorry, so Saturday was New Year's, um, my sister had a friend over, that's fun, and I, yeah, I, I, and I had to sleep over the night before, so I was very tired, and then, on Sunday, I got up really early in the morning, like 4.30, and I couldn't fall back to sleep. So then at 5.30, I was very sneaky, and I, so I came downstairs, and I shoveled the driveway until 6.30. That's so nice. Well, I, it was, like, up, I had been, like, in my bed, just, like, staring at the ceiling for, like, an hour. And so I was, like, you know what, I just need something to do with myself. And so I went outside, and I shoveled end that's so nice though good job emerson way to be like helpful to your family okay mm-hmm. i found the spot it's basically just when she's like um somewhere in my head an image surfaces of bogs with a young boy perched up on his hip so who knows that doesn't necessarily have to be his kid um that could also be like a cousin or a nephew or something but I could see it being a real thing. Mm-hmm. Bogs could... Yeah. Yeah. I love the fan theory. Anyway, so do we have anything else to add about any of these chapters? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. Emerson, what should our poll be for this week? Um... Well, I, I mean, it could be a, do you think that Boggs is part of the LGBTQ community? Sure. Okay, it. it could be that because, okay, first of all, I'm just going to say, I like to to theorize things like that because as a member of the LGBTQ community, I like to see representation, okay? Yep. <laughs> I don't um, agree. But, I mean, our poll doesn't have to be that. It could be about... Um, I mean, our we could also have polls about like the recipe alerts and stuff like that. Oh yeah, we'll do this one this week. Good this week. I think it's also good that we have representation. So we'll do that one for this week. So yeah, look out for those if you guys listen on Spotify. Click the little button, either yes or no. It's literally you just tap the screen. It's not that hard. Um, and then also, oh yeah, then we have our other question. What's our other one? It was going to be, oh, if you have any good scar stories, look for that. Type us a response. We do this. We'll pin, we'll let, make the ones that we like the most or like the ones we find most interesting available for everyone to see. You guys can share. And yeah, um, I hope everyone had a great winter off if you celebrate a holiday during that time 
But now we're back. It's going to be great. And I will let you guys know when we're doing Mac and Jay. Because Emerson, then we've got to plan when our next thingamabobber is going to be. Our watch yeah. party. And who we should dress up as because I am running out of ideas. Maybe I will do some brainstorming. Yes, please. And obviously, we're going to probably have all four of us again. So. Yes, yes. Yeah, we'll all be at the watch party, but Sophia will be And then um, also email in if you have any ideas for mini segments you'd like us to do because we love the ideas. Um, also, just keep the fan emails coming. We love to read them. Like, you have no idea how much joy they bring me. Like, no idea. Um, and, like, any artwork, any short videos, like, we post it all on our website. So, yeah. That's... Oh, wonderful. yeah. And... um. I would be very interested to see um, if any of our fans um, try to do a video of, uh, v- was it Venia? Venia, um, no, it was Octavia and Posey. Yeah, Posey and Octavia. Yeah, I that would bring me so much joy. So, yeah. Um, so, that finishes off today's episode of Capital Chatter. And remember, Panem today. Panem tomorrow. Panem forever. To learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. If you have thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks!